Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club. And they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And it is a great weekend in Raiderland. As everything, if you are a Texas Tech fan, everything that you could have possibly wanted to happen this weekend happened. And in the basketball sphere. And with that, I got to bring on my right-hand man that is Dylan Smythe to talk all about it. What's up, Dylan? The Kansas Killers, man. What what a day it was to be a Texas Tech fan and to be without your top two scores and get that dub. Hey, and, you know, it's, man, it's, who could have predicted that? You know, who could have predicted that, Dylan? I mean, I tell you, you know, beating the sixth-ranked team at home without your top two scores? Who only a genius would have predicted that? Who could have done it, Dylan? I don't know what you're this talking guy, about. This guy, this guy right here. I said that the crowd would be they'd be influenced by the crowd, and, and it was it was it was a good crowd, not the best crowd. I kind of respected a little bit more. I'm not gonna lie to you, but it was a packed house. It was a very full house. Um, the students aren't all the way back yet, right? So that's from what I understand. The students aren't all the way back, so it's gonna be more raucous as the season goes on. But still, a good crowd, and they played to the energy of the crowd. They also it was kind of like a us against the world mentality, it kind of seemed, right? You're without your two top your top two scores. People don't expect you to beat the sixth ranked team in the country when you're without your top two scores. You got, yeah, sure, you got Bacho and, and, and some other guys back, but and Malik Wilson back. But uh, what is that gonna do, right? You can't hold Agbaji. You can't hold Christian Braun. You can't hold these guys. We're gonna ball out anyway. Nah. <laughs> what is your initial uh thoughts on that game? Yeah, I really, I really thought Texas Tech had slim to no chance to win this basketball game. To be totally honest, but uh, the, the, this defense doesn't matter who's playing and what situation. It's it's fantastic. It doesn't matter who's on the floor. 
It's fantastic. And um, finally, Bryson Williams takes over a game like we've wanted him to see do. He dominated inside. Um, I think Kansas's decision to play, uh, well, to start Mitch Lightfoot and then to play David McCormick a little less, but Either way, none, neither of them could handle him inside. So Bryson Williams, just like he did uh, the year before at UTEP, takes care of Kansas. And then Clarence Nadolny, your guy. <clears throat> Talk about a guy who, sh- who just sticks it out. He- he's in the starting role again in this game and hits all- every single one of his free throws, gets a cu- handful of steals, 17 points, I think is a, a career high. <clears throat> a lot of guys had to do a lot more than they've usually asked to do to get this dub and they did it. So in the first half is I don't want to say go this far, but I, I'm gonna go this far. Clarence Dolly carried the offense in the first half. In the first half, he was just absolutely killing, driving to the basket, not being a not he's usually a bull in a, in a China shop, right? He's usually just out of control, kind of wild. This game. Very controlled. Only two turnovers in the game when he was virtually the primary ball handler all game. Driving the basket and not and not just looking for a foul, but really attacking the rim. He was absolutely fantastic. I this is the Clarence Nadoni I've been waiting for. I've been puffing my chest out about Clarence for a while now, and I'm so happy I was able to see it there in the first half. And in the second half, we saw the defense. We saw him being the defensive Clarence we saw in the Iowa State game. He was absolutely all over it. Uh, guys like, and I mentioned Christian Braun already, Christian Braun struggled in this game. He had a tough time because you're having to deal with Clarence Adoni and Adonis Arms all day. I'd have a tough time too, right? That, that is, sounds like murderer's row there. Uh, and then also, you brought up a good point with Bryson Williams. We've been waiting for Bryson Williams to come back. I, you know what's funny? I've given Bill Self a lot of compliments throughout my years. He is, I think he, usually when Bill Self went up against Coach Beard, he outcoached him. I mean, I mentioned a few times where Coach Beard had, was outcoached by Bill Self. Bill Self does a fantastic job. Not in this game, though. Not in this game. I think Bill Self made a mistake going guard heavy throughout the game. Bryson Williams, a guy that has struggled against bigger competition, against big guys. This would have been a game where I don't. I, I mentioned that I didn't think McCormick was going to have a big game, but I did think at the very least he would minimize uh, Bryson Williams. I actually thought this would be a perfect game for Bacho to get more minutes because I thought that Bryson Williams would be minimized. Flip that, Bacho barely plays, and Williams has a great game. Santo Silva comes off the bench, and he also has a very good game. And they, and because of how guard-heavy Kansas was. Uh, I mean, what else did you have, did you have to say about that one? Well, I feel like that's something we haven't seen Texas Tech do in a long time or maybe have the opportunity to do is have the advantage inside and just go there every single time start start the possession there start start by feeding Bryson Williams and letting the offense go from there and uh, you mentioned Marcus Santos Silva also really had his way inside had a handful of rebounds as well played really well in this game um yeah the, the big guys we, we absolutely killed them and points in the paint. We absolutely killed. And it's and not just the fact that Bryson Williams and Santos Silva had a good game, but also we, I mean, we were driving, right? Davion Warren, I mean, he, he went, Davion Warren is just, we, we thought he'd be the shooter earlier in the season. He's just not that guy. He's not a, he's, he's really been off of his game when it comes to three point shooting. But even in this game, he, he attacked, he attacked the middle. I already talked about a doll name, but also arms attacked the middle. And then, of course, our big men were able to do it, too. Also, Malik Wilson, his first game back, and he was able to drive in the middle. The paint was open in this game, and Texas Tech took absolute advantage of that, doing playing very well. But here's one thing that I, what kind of surprised me, and a lot of it was Bryson Williams, but as great as we were defensively in this first half, 
We scored that thing in a second. Kansas tried. Ogbaji sometimes I felt like he was unconscious. How many times? How how good he was as a shooter. Uh, Jalen Wilson at, just absolutely dominated in this game, and they were putting up points to try to get themselves back in the game in the second half. But we were trading buckets, and when you're when you already have almost a double digit lead, you'll trade buckets anytime you want to. That's fine. We'll trade buckets, and Tech was able to do that. The offense. Who would have thought? I I definitely expected an, an Iowa State part two type of game where it had to be defense, defense, defense. In this game, especially in the second half, offense showed up. Arms with a big shot in, that, in this game. I already talked about Adani and Williams, but Kevin O'Banner, a huge corner three. Right, right when it seemed like Kansas might be pulling in close. A huge corner three to really help seal the deal there. I mean, talk about the offensive production, especially in the second. Yeah, to go blow to blow with this Kansas team that can really score the ball sometimes is... Uh... You know, not something we were we anticipated. You mentioned usually we would win this game with 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 defense, but to be able to score as efficiently as we were able to do, mostly because of a banner inside, was uh, not something we're used to seeing, and, and a really pleasant sight to see in Lubbock, and <clears throat> just the the effort from some of these guys, and and Clarence Nadoni gets a lot of the credit to to come back and beat this Kansas team or not even come back to beat this Kansas team, but to get ahead of this Kansas team. And, and really they led almost the entire game. Yeah, no, they, so. they really did. I do want to give a shout out to two guys from Kansas. I already mentioned them. Agbaji and Wilson, both of them are unconscious. They both combined for 44 of Kansas's 67 points. And I, we talked about how Adams is a really good job of taking away Kansas's best player. Agbaji is that cold. We couldn't take him away. Um, Jalen Wilson, again, kind of came out of nowhere. We, I, I expected uh, Braun or Harris to be that guy to really put up, I, or, 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 or Remy Martin off the bench. Um, I, I, the guy I thought would come out of nowhere was Mitch Lightfoot. I was wrong about that. He put up a goose egg in this game, barely played. Um, he was just out there getting cardio, really. But, but Jalen Wilson and Agbaji, both of them had a tremendous game. Take this from three. They went when a, when a combined nine for 14 to where the rest of the team went one for 12, right? Like they, like those two guys by themselves tried to beat Texas Tech. But I think Tech did a really good job of minimizing virtually everybody else. Said, said okay, self, if these two guys are going to beat us, they're going to have to beat us from deep range, which they almost did. <laughs> they're going to have to beat us from very deep range. And it's going to have to be just these two guys. And everybody else had really awful games. Not a, not a single other player on Kansas' side can go home happy about this game. Coleman lands one of their best three-point shooters, Shot six times, only made one three, right? Minimizing him, minimizing Remy Martin, uh, uh, minimizing Christian Braun. Like all these, Tech did a fantastic job of lessening everybody else while Wilson and Agbaji went off. That's that's it, huh? That's. Well, I mean, what you gotta have something. It's a huge win. Sixth sixth ranked team in the country. At home without your top two players, what does this type of win do for Tech going forward? Well, I think it gives you a lot of confidence in some of the players you don't expect to be, you know, that guy, right? Because obviously, without McCullough, without Shannon, and still get a win like this, I think it, it says a lot about Mark Adams going forward long term. I think hopefully it gets a lot of potential recruits excited, Jalen Tyson being one of them. Um, I, I think. It gives you hope going into this Baylor game, sure. I I do think that this conference, man, this conference is murderer's row, right? Like this, like this Saturday, if you had any doubt about the Big Twelve conference, 
this Saturday Saturday just quenched it all at all. Like everybody, I, I would argue that, and I, I remembered yesterday that Oklahoma State has a postseason ban because the NCAA is absolutely ridiculous. But I would argue that the other nine teams, all nine teams, should be in the NCAA tournament, including the team. Man, you, I had Iowa State as the worst team in the conference. Right at Iowa State is the worst team in the conference, and and just like that, they're ranked, right? Like I had I had teams like a, like a TCU for example, didn't think they'd be much, and they gave Baylor a run for their money on Saturday. This is, but I think this win, winning a game like this, puts the rest of the conference on notice of we did this without our best two players. Imagine what we can do with Terrence Shannon and Kel- and and Kevin McCullough come back. Imagine what we can do with those two guys. Listen, I know you didn't have us as your pick. To, to, to compete for the conference, but we're here and we're ready to go. So with that, Texas Tech, uh, we're waiting to see. We were 25th ranked at the time. I expect Tech to rise in the ranking oh, a little bit. We still did get to catch that L to Iowa State. So, I mean, and a lot of, listen, a lot of voters don't be paying attention. <laughs> a lot of voters are going to forget that we were our top two players. Like, oh, they took an L and a W. We're just going to keep them there. I expect us to still stay in the 20s. I do think we're going to rise. I think the three-week status at 25 is going to uh, uh, come up a little bit. Uh, So just to go off of what I'm talking about, the other games that happened this weekend, like I said, TCU gave Baylor the number one team in the country, run for their money, losing 76-64. Oklahoma upsetting 11th-ranked Iowa State at home, 79-66. Rough week for Iowa State after barely beating us at home. Kansas State and West Virginia, one of the best games of the weekend, I would say. I know they're both unranked, but both of them proven. Kansas State, really. Because Iowa State raising up the rankings, Kansas State now becomes the, the quote-unquote worst team in the conference. But I think even in this game, despite a loss on the road at a team that's going to be in the tournament in West Virginia, impressive performance there. Uh, but West Virginia did win 71-68. But the reason why I'm bringing all these games up, Dylan, there's one reason. Because there's one game that happened that I, I, I'm sure peaked all Red Raiders' ears. And that is Oklahoma State winning at home 64-51 against Texas. This Texas team almost had a mutiny about a, about a week or two ago. Already has lost one, uh, one recruit, almost lost their star player from what, from what reports were saying and what, what uh, uh, sources were saying. And now, after beating two COVID-ridden teams, finally get a team that's not, full of, not just killed with COVID and take a big L. On the road. How much did you laugh when you realized Texas was losing this game and losing it pretty badly? <clears throat> yeah, to, to see uh to see them lose, to see players like Marcus Carr score four points. Um and to see Jalen Tyson after decommitting, you know, the week before, commit to Texas Tech, you know, a day after, icing on the cake. That boy Marcus Carr played thirty six <laughs> minutes and put up four points. That is embarrassing. Four Talk points. About- Talk about getting 51 cardio. points as a team. Oh, my goodness. No offense. <laughs> this is that motion offense they wanted, man. This is this is it. I tried telling Texas people, like, listen, you're not – it's not – beer doesn't win pretty. It's not pretty wins over there, okay? At Tech, we won games, but it, ain't, it wasn't too pretty, right? Um, the, the way we win games is like this Kansas game. Like, that first half against Kansas was not a pretty sight. But we were winning. We don't care about anything else. We don't care how we win the games. As long as we win them, we do not care. But Texas, they care. And now they took a big L because now what happens to Texas is, is that they just, they, they kind of, the wins, when you win ugly at a place like Texas, 
Yeah, you're not, you're not happy about him because uh, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't cute. It wasn't Kevin Durant dropping 30 points. So then when you lose, everything's heightened. Everything's heightened. Oh, we told you this not going to work. That They're already turning on him. We have a, one Austin Statesman reporter talking uh, mad at Beard because he didn't let have the players available to talk after the game. And, oh, it's just, oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Let me tell you something. I am a pretty, I try to be pretty humble when it comes to these things. I try to be pretty partisan, pretty uh, partisan, or not partisan, pretty not unbiased, pretty, you know, just try to try to stay even keel. Not when it comes to Beard in Texas. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I, I I pray for his downfall. I'm not going to lie to you one bit. Um, and this is just uh, absolutely fantastic, uh, fun and happy to see. And you brought up Jalen Tyson, former four-star forward that was a, commi- a tech commit. He went with Country Club Chris over to Austin whenever he made the switch. And after barely playing, after averaging two points a game and seven minutes a game, said, up, oh, deuces, I'm up out of here. And he flirted with a couple schools like Colorado and TCU, but he knew where home was. And he will be transferring to Tech and coming in next year. How excited are you for that? Yeah, I think uh, he'll slide nicely into some of the scoring roles that we'll need next season. So I, I think it's a great pickup. I'm glad he he saw the light once again. <laughs> he man, and for those that forgot, like he's a scorer. The man can put the ball in the basket. We were well, that's why we were excited about him coming this year. Excuse me, because the idea was if you remember going back, because we were losing scores, we were losing guys that could put the, we were losing Mac McClung, we were potentially losing Terrence Shannon. So we, that's one thing I was worried about is who was going to put the ball in the basket. So if you're Jalen Tyson, you're a scorer. That's what you do. That's what you know you can do. And you're only averaging two points a game, and you're looking around in the locker room, and you're like, these guys ain't a lot. I mean, Ramey's cold, and Carr's cold, and all that. Jones is good, but I can score too, and you're not getting anything. It definitely makes you think, I need to get up up out of here. And 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 I'm glad he came back home. I do think it is proof that he was attracted to more than just Chris Beard when he was first getting recruited by Texas Tech, right? He was, and and I'll say this. A lot of people were saying Mark Adams can't recruit. And I, I'm not, I, I never said he can't recruit, but I definitely questioned it. I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely questioned whether or not he'd be able to continue the recruiting. This recruiting class is already, if you include, if you include Tyson, which I do, um, you have Jennings, Pop Isaacs. Like the recruiting class we currently have is already one of the greatest in school history. And a potential Frenchman's coming, possibly. I pray for it. When I, when I go to, before I go to sleep at night, I pray for your entree or to come on. And that would make it the greatest recruiting class in Texas Tech history for a guy they said they couldn't recruit. Yeah, and for him to do it in two years, insane. Absolutely insane, absolutely. So anything else you want to say about the Texas Tech-Kansas game, the 25th-ranked Texas Tech Red Raiders upsetting the 6th-ranked Kansas Jayhawks? Yes, it was an upset. Let's, 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 not, let's not do this. It was, it was absolutely an upset, especially without your top two players. But it did put the rest of the conference on notice. I love the non-storming of the court. We're Texas Tech. We've won big games before. We'll do it once. We'll do it again. I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I will say, though, apparently uh, Mark Adams has started inviting students on the court, uh, like after handshakes right. and everything like that. that. And that's great. But I do love that it wasn't an instant like, oh, yay, we're not supposed to be here. Like, you know, I the best programs don't store in the court. They just don't. And I'm not saying I'm not saying never to do it. I storm. I storm both the field and the court in my heyday. It's glorious. It's a lot of fun. Just don't do it when it's unnecessary, right? 
And I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't have been mad at this court storming. I would not have been mad at all. You know, you beat the sixth ranked team in the country, storm the court, have at it. I wouldn't have been upset at all. But not storming the court, I think, presented a bigger message, if you ask me, of saying, this is what we do. This is, we we supposed to be here. So I loved it. I loved it personally. Um, so with that, a lot of, man, this is, like I said, this conference is is crazy. A lot of tough stuff going on in this conference. This, this team is going to have to just really play hard and and really fight. But one thing you do not have to worry about fighting is high prices on great old school tech swag. Did you like that transition? I was I was trying to it was I was trying to get up in there. Uh, you know what we're talking about? We're talking about home field apparel. Uh, home field apparel really gets you just absolutely fantastic uh, Texas Tech gear. With the old school logos, I was like I said, I was just on Twitter about a week or so ago, uh, talking about the old school versus three D double T. I know a lot of y'all love the old school logo, and I love the old school logo too. Trust me, I got a couple, I got a couple shirts at the house with the old school logo. I just like the three D a little better. That's all. That's all. I like, I like the three D. Let me rephrase. I like a three D logo as like the main thing, but I love the old school double T throwback, and I really love the Matador. If you get one of my favorite shirts on the website is the Reckham. With the Matador on there, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, reckon with it. <laughs> yeah, reckon with the Matador on it. Love it. One of my favorite shirts on the entire website. Uh, so make sure to get that shirt specifically because I told you to. Because I wouldn't steer you wrong. And use the promo code takes twelve. That's T A K E S one two takes twelve. And uh, or you can not listen to my opinion and get any of the other shirts too. All of them work, but that's my favorite for sure. Um, Dylan, you need to, you need to up your your home field apparel swag. Yeah, there's there's a few t-shirts I've been eyeing on the site. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, so enough with the ad. Next up is Texas Tech in Waco at the number one ranked Baylor Bears. Whoo, this is gonna be a tough one. <laughs> this is listen. I I picked Kansas to win the conference. I still am a big believer in Kansas. Um, as being a really tough team. And that win against Kansas was huge. This win at Baylor would be that much bigger. It, especially, like, we still, everybody that was questionable for this last game against Kansas is still going to be questionable. Mind you, we play this game on Tuesday, so it's not going to be a lot of rest time between the two. I, I To be honest, I expect the same eight players that played in this last game to play this game too. I'm I'm hoping we see maybe more. Uh, Buzo Agbo, who was ready for this game, and maybe more KJ Allen, just to just so we can get some more variety and not have to play eight guys deep. Really seven, because Botch only played five minutes. So I, I hope to see more variety in this one. I hope these guys are a little bit more healthy. Um, but there's a good chance we're going to be playing in Waco at Baylor, still without our top two scores. But how confident are you that we'd be able to make something happen? Confident I can that we can make something happen? I don't know about confident that we can make something happen. I think... Our defense is going to travel, and I think Baylor is prone to turnovers, and I think that recipe will keep it close. But to ask these guys to do the impossible twice uh, is a lot. It's a big ask, and I do agree with you that it's going to be a similar eight people, but this this Baylor team, their their defense is just as suffocating as ours is, and, and they can shoot the ball really well from downtown, which is a bad sign for the Red Raiders. I think they have four guys in their rotation who shoot 40% or better from downtown. It's a recipe for madness. Yeah, this Baylor team is really good. (laughs) 
Talk about a team that has earned their number one ranking. I Listen, I want to give a shout out to Scott Drew. Right, This is going to be a Scott Drew appreciation episode. Baylor wanted to fire... Or I'm, I'm not going to say Baylor. A lot of Baylor fans wanted to fire Scott Drew just two years ago. They were ready. They were done. They were like, you know what? He's been here a long time. Thanks, but no thanks. Ready to, ready to get rid of him. He takes a veteran-laden team deep in the 20... What was that? 2020 season. They look great. They are a top five team all year. And they, gra- and they graduate the only big man they have on the team. And he takes that small, short, guard-laden team, wins a national championship the next year. Then everybody retires. So you're like, oh, thank you. This, this F-ry will stop. No. Brings the same team he had last year that barely played and says, you know what? We're going to be the number one team in the nation again. And it's hard to bet against them. It's really difficult to bet against them. They are right now... Fourth in Ken Palm in offense and seventh in Ken Palm in defense. The only team in the entire country that is top 10 in both. Like this is, this team is ridiculous. Scott Drew is ridiculous. I just, I don't, I don't have enough words to say to compliment this team. ESPN right now has this with only a 16.5% chance of winning this game. And I can't even be mad at it. That's how good Baylor has been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to agree with all those things. And uh, yeah, you can't be mad at that at all. They're, they're And the funny thing about Baylor's defense, Coach Adams said it over the offseason, is that the thing he dislikes most about Baylor is that they do the no-middle defense just like Tech, but they do it better. <laughs> they do it better. And again, I, I do think Tech's defense has been just suffocating lately. It, it's It's been just absolutely bananas. And so I, I don't know if he would still say it's, it's uh, been better. Ken Palm, Texas Tech is fifth in the country right now, and Baylor is seventh. So as of right now, Excuse me. As of right now, Tech's a better defensive team. That being said, <laughs> Baylor's like I said, right there, um, and their their defense is incre- is crazy. This also has the potential to be a very ugly game, but I think ugly is is the ugly. I'm, I'm a big proponent of ugly basketball because I don't think that plays in our favor, uh, but it also plays in Baylor's favor. I you know it, it, this is going to be a very difficult game for Texas Tech to try to win. But if they are to win, how are they going to be able to do it, though? Oh boy, I don't know. Uh, you're gonna have to slow down the this Baylor offense, and this Baylor offense kind of starts with James Akinjo. I think he, he leads the Big Twelve in assists with six a game. And then you look at Kendall Brown and Jonathan Alvi. I want to give you this last name, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it to see how you were saying. I wouldn't have said it any better or worse, so you got it. <laughs> okay, so both of them are in the top five in field goal percentage. So th- this offense can move. Uh, James Akinjo is also leader in uh, steals per game. <clears throat> but anyways, this offense can move. I mentioned they can shoot the ball from three. I think bugging them with the defense that they're used to playing every day in practice could be a little tricky. So I guess that what you need to do is slow down this offense, but I think it's a really tough ask. Yeah. I mean, this is another season where Baylor is very guard heavy, right? I mean, float Thamba is really their only big, uh, and he's, he's a big, he's a big old boy, but he's, he's really the only big in the game. Um, I do think that he has the size to really give Bryson Williams some problems. And especially Scott drew is a master when it comes to watching films. So I think 
after watching the Kansas-Texas Tech game, I think the main thing he's going to say is Stamba make sure this guy doesn't beat us, especially if we're still without McCullough and without Shannon. They don't, they're not going to want Williams to beat us, and they're not going to want us to get into the paint. So I expect, actually expect Stamba to have a really big defensive game, and, and that's what he's been doing so far. Um, I think for Tech, unfortunately, what I just said that Baylor's going to try to do is what Tech's going to have to do is get in the paint beat those guards off the dribble, really get in there and really and and rebound. Tech is done. Listen, this is not the same this is not your older brother's Texas Tech team. We rebound. This team rebounds the ball very well, and a big part of that is one because Kevin O'Banner is a rebounding beast. Um Bryson Williams is a good rebounder. We've talked a lot about some of the things we we, we wish Bryson was better at. Rebounding is not one of them. Really good rebounder from him. Santos So has become a better rebounder as well. Like everybody on the team is is really as a collective unit is rebounding and we're going to have to rebound a lot in this game. Because there's going to be a lot of shots up. Baylor likes to shoot the ball in this game. Likes to shoot the ball, even if they don't always shoot it well. But this team does shoot it really well. So there's that. There is that. Uh, so the last game, Baylor. So I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Baylor TCU game. Um, so in this Baylor TCU game, TCU was up six at halftime. The reason why I want to bring this up is because I could see Tech coming in this game with a lot of energy. I could see Tech having a halftime lead in this game. I really could. Um, all, even though it's in Waco on the road, uh, apparently, from what I'm seeing on online, a lot of Red Raiders are going to be in the building for that game. It's going to be it's going to be a fun time. Um, but I can see Tech having a lot of just a lot of fight really early on. So in this game, TCU was up six uh, um, and and really playing well. I mean, Miles just having an absolutely fantastic game in this one. O'Bannon Jr. was having a good game from TCU as well. And then in the second half, Akinjo kind of went off. Uh, but most of them, I was just talking about how they, you know, they, even if they don't always shoot it well, they shot it well in this game. Lord Jesus, they shot it well. Flagler, six for 10 from three. Overall, 48% from three altogether. And that's how they blew the doors off of TCU in the second half. Held them to 27 points in that second half while putting up 45. That's the Baylor team I'm terrified of. And that's the Baylor team that I don't think, the Baylor team we saw in the second half against TCU as a team, I don't know can be beaten. But the Baylor team we saw in the first half against TCU is, is a team that I think, Tech, tech can beat. And that's what the team we're going to have to keep him to. Yeah, it's if if Baylor's hot, it's going to be a really long night. If Baylor is missing three point shots uh, and your your defense is, is bothering them, then maybe you've got a shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we end this one and because I forgot to ask for it earlier, I need you to give me a player of the game in the Kansas game. Who do you have? I think it's got to be a Bryson Williams repeat performance. In order to get the dub. Oh, you mean in the Kansas game? We're going yeah, back. Well, heard. then, yeah, it has to be Bryson Williams. Let's not Bryson do that. Williams. Cut that out. Do that. It's right, too that late. All right. That's fair. Okay, then. So who is who needs to be the player of the game in this Baylor game for Tech to be able to get the dub? I think you mentioned uh, Baylor's guard heavy. So was Kansas. Bryson Williams was a problem. You also mentioned Flo Thamba, but I think if if there's a player of the game and we, you know Texas Tech ends up making some noise in this game, I think there is going to have to be a strong Bryson Williams presence. So let's call it a repeat performance. You know, I'm going to say Malik Wilson. I'm going to go a little little off a little bit. I'm going to say Malik Wilson. Malik Wilson played I mean, played 23 minutes, played admirably, came off the bench, and I think he's probably going to come off the bench in this game too. If I'm if I'm Mark Adams, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep the same starting five. But I think in this game, Malik Wilson, who still kind of seemed a little rusty, 
kind of gets his footing a little bit more in this game. I it's, it's going to be asking a lot for Nadalny to do the same thing twice, <laughs> back to back. That's asking a lot for you to for you, for him to play the way he played in the last game again. It's going to be a lot. So I really hope that Malik Wilson can supplement what we may lose from Nadalny in this game. So Malik Wilson's actually the guy that I think I, I expect a really big game from. Also, when it comes to driving the lane, especially if Bryson Williams is having a good game. Malik Wilson is one of our best drivers on the team as well. We saw a little that nice little lay that he had where he just kind of got to the middle, shook his man up real quick, and then had the the right hand lay. If we can get some more stuff like that, it'll be perfect. And once he gets that going, he can now start dishing it out and showing his passing pro, passing uh, prowess, if you will. So that's gonna be that's my pick. And then finally, give me your prediction, Dylan. You you were wrong about the Kansas game. Are you gonna wh- wh- where are you going? Are you going? Uh, another tech L or have you seen the light? Uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong again in this prediction when I predict that Texas tech is going to lose against the Baylor bears just because it's too much offensively defensively. They're a nightmare as well. You're in uh, Baylor, which isn't, I guess the biggest home court advantage in the world, but yeah, no, I hope I'm wrong, but give me, can't give me the Baylor bears. Can y'all, can y'all believe this guy? Can y'all, he was already wrong with Kansas, right? He also picked – you have not picked Tech to win a conference game yet. You also picked Tech to lose Iowa State. Yeah, I did. You, you know, you just – I was right you, that time, though. Okay, but that's – we we, all, we were there. We were right <laughs> there on it, okay? All right. Um, you you know, I, can't, I cannot believe you. Let me tell you something about Baylor. Baylor – has not lost a home game since losing to Kansas in 2020. And even that game, and that was their only, uh, uh, oh, sorry, that was one of only two losses at home all year. Um, Baylor at home, I know you say it's not the best home court advantage. They're worse. They do fill up the Ferrellson. I do think that it's not the greatest home court advantage against Tech because Tech does a good job of buying up tickets. But they they fill up the Ferrell Center. They, that's not it's not a bad center. Their student their student section their student body can get pretty rowdy, and it's this win streak is part of it. Um, one thing I will say, Tech is known for breaking win streaks. If you remember the home win streak that Kansas had just a few years ago, where Tech went up in that thing and broke that in Lawrence Fieldhouse. So I was right about Texas Tech beating Kansas at home. So of course I've got to predict. A tech loss this time. I'm 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 sorry, guys. I can't I can't do it. I, <laughs> Baylor's that I, Baylor's that good. I've I have I hated on Baylor for a while. I was came in this season. I I actually gave Baylor their due. I I predicted Baylor to finish. Um, I predicted Baylor to finish second in the conference, which is which is higher than a lot of people had them. And so I gave Baylor their due. I actually think Baylor was. I actually thought Baylor was pretty good. I never thought they'd be the number one team in the country. I think that much. I never imagined them to be this good, as good as they are now. Uh, Scott, man, Scott Drew. Scott Drew, he has, I don't know what is, what's gotten over him in the past three years, uh, but right now, I don't. there's not a coach in the country you can say is better. Like, like that's how good he's been. I mean, to so do I'm what hope- he's done with this team, that's a pretty much brand new roster. Like, they had a few pieces carry over, but for the most part, a brand new roster. No, nah, he's amazing. He's amazing. So I I'm I would love to hate on Baylor. I really would. I you know I love slandering teams and slandering coaches, but I can't I can't do it here. He's too good. So I am gonna predict a uh tech loss, unfortunately. The line hasn't come out. Um, I do think tech's gonna make it close though. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Uh I, not at all. I think tech does 
come in there. They make it close. They make it a good game. I, Tech Tech doesn't get blown out. Like, that's one thing. I mean, even the game that we lost to Gonzaga wasn't a blowout. And that's probably about as, as big a gap as you're going to see the Texas Tech team lose by. Right? So we're not going to get blown out. I expect a single-digit loss in this game. If I had to put numbers to it, give me uh, 70 to 62. That's probably where I'm going to have it. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. So anything else you want to say to the people, Dylan? Just wanted to say uh, congratulations to Texas Tech linebacker you, Jordan Brooks. I think he's tied the career, not the career. No, he, he tied the he game. Broke, he, yeah. He no, tied. He broke he, the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping this in. Okay, you go. All right. He broke the single season record and he tied the single game record. With 20 tackles in the season, yeah. single game. Yeah. Yeah. So Remember, yeah. linebacker Seahawks fans, Seahawks fans booed him they on sure draft did. night. They booed him. I will never forgive Seahawks fans for that. They said, who is this guy? We could have got him in the second round, which they couldn't have. But we could have got him in the second round. This is ridiculous. They booed him. So it reminds me a lot of, I'm a Texans fan. We booed J.J. Watt when he got drafted. So, you know, that turned out pretty well. Yeah. So uh, a lot of good games. My boy Danny Amendola from my Houston Texans scored two touchdowns today. Uh, we were one defensive stop away from spoiling the Titans parade. That would have been great. Um, uh, what else? I mean, we already talked about Jakeem Grant making the Pro Bowl. Cliff Kingsbury went to the playoffs. You know, Clint's uh, officially is going to the playoffs. He's another guy that some Cardinals fans were willing to fire before the season started. Hey, the that Eagles. Sounds... I was watching the Eagles play yesterday. They had both LaRaven Clark and Jack Anderson playing on the offensive line at the same time. Jack Anderson started his first career start as a rookie starting in this game. That's great. Um, Tweezy for the Cardinals. I forgot to mention him as well. Antoine Wesley balling out at the end of the year. And we're going to see him in the playoffs as well. So raid the league. Let me see your best bird dance. Put it on TikTok not, for everybody not, to see. I'm not doing that. I'm not. You see, why can't why can't Tweezy just gritty like all the other receivers? All right. I did. I I I attempted the gritty the other day. I've never felt so old and attempting the gritty and no longer being able to do a dance that the young kids are doing. Like I can't, I can't do it. I I'm just That's crazy. Just, kids. I tried it. I looked I looked worse than Adam Schefter. That's sad. Oh, oh. my goodness. That's yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, a lot of good things happening in the uh, NFL for Texas Tech fans. Um, Jared Culver, huge dunk for the Grizzlies the other day. It was great, absolutely fantastic. I mean, he ain't really doing much for the Grizzlies, but when the Grizzlies are up big, he gets a lot of playing time and he does things like good dunks. So good for him. And because I just slandered him, I'm sure he's going to have a 30 point game tomorrow. That's how these things work, right? Um, so. Uh, as like I said, Baylor game this Tuesday. Please be on the lookout for that. Watch that game. It should be on ESPN two, I believe, uh, and should be a good game. Like I said, we, we both Dylan and I predicted a Tech loss, but I do not put it past this team to win. We thought they would get housed by Iowa State, and they were right in into the very end against Iowa State, playing only seven players. So, uh, and then they came back the next day and beat Kansas. So this is a really good team, a team that I think can contend for the Big Twelve, and not only that. They beat Baylor. Whoo. You really, they, that's talk about putting a conference on notice. Lord Jesus, that's really doing something. So for our producer extraordinaire, that is Dylan Smythe. This is Albie Short. And you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.